about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Hi. 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 What's up? <laughs> Welcome to Worst Gig Ever. I am Mike Pace. I am Jeff Garlock. Thank you guys for joining us. We're feeling positive. It's this a, week. got a real positive vibe. Yeah. Real PMA in here. Yeah. And I think we're feeling that way because of our guest today, Joelle Nicole. She's a fantastic, fantastic person, comic. Yep. But we, we we delve we delve deep. We delve under under the soul. Is that beyond the yeah, soul? Yeah, we get under and beyond warrior the soul. soul. Uh, warrior soul was a band <laughs> yeah. that existed. We have a really uh, nice conversation. Yeah, we've got a great uh, conversation with her. We got some good worst gigs, some shared stories about strip joints. Oh, that's right. Uh, strip joints. Atlanta, we Atlanta. talk about being outside the perimeter. If you've got fond feelings for Atlanta, then we got you covered yeah. here. And Joelle is a very funny lady, and she has a website, joellenicole.com. Mm-hmm. She's on Twitter. Find her. Wherever. Yes. Uh, check out all of her accomplishments at these various places. But you know what you should also check out? Maybe all of our accomplishments oh. at worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com. We are on iTunes. We're on Facebook, Stitcher Radio. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Write us, worstgigever at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at Mikey Pace, at G Garlock, at worstgigever. There's so many ways to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. We want to hear some of your worst gigs. It's, it's a new year, and we want to start it off with some new worst gigs from you people. And and, and anything that you got for us. Anything. And if you want to look at us, you can always check out the Worst Gig Ever web series on YouTube's official comedy channel. Just go to YouTube.com backslash official comedy and you'll see seven episodes of fantastic you know, funniness. Find out we look just as schlubby as you think we're going to Just a bunch look. of schlubby guys <laughs> sitting around the table discussing the first Journey record, which, just a little little Solid. side note here, I think uh, for 2012, my New Year's resolution... 2012? 2012. <laughs> For 2012 uh, is is uh, is to go jump ahead two years yep. to 2014 and listen to the first three Journey records the, before Steve Perry joined the band where they were solidly in a post-Santana progressive mindset. It's a solid idea. You know you should listen to those Journey uh, records on? I think I'm going to listen to them on my tweaked audio earbuds. Mm-hmm. And if you want to listen to them on tweaked audio earbuds, you can go to tweakedaudio.com, type in the promo code WORST, and get one-third off of your offer. Lifetime warranty. And They're you great. know what the crazy part is? You can listen to other things than the first three Journey records. You can these. listen to the Worst Gig Ever podcast. You can listen to other music. It's Warrior insane. Soul, perhaps. Yeah, maybe Warriors. I wouldn't recommend it. But what I would recommend is listening to this episode with Joel Nicole. It's funny when I was uh, contemplating worst gigs all the time, I was thinking about Atlanta. I've had a bunch of can i curse i don't know yes okay i've had a bunch of shitty (laughs) gigs in atlanta georgia i was talking to a friend earlier he reminded me of a shitty gig we were in this dive bar Mm -hmm. in atlanta just a redneck palace like (laughs) 
overalls, Confederate flags on the pickup trucks <laughs> the and the classic. parking lot, just every stereotype. Right. And there was this old dude in there. His name was Kermit for some reason. <laughs> Kermit sat in the corner and he would just heckle the hell out of the comics. Dude had like a oxygen tank with him. He may or may not have been in a wheelchair. Not sure. <laughs> he didn't move from he, his he corner. He did not move from that perch. Kermit was possibly dying would, in the corner. Yeah, and he would just drink and heckle the shit out of the comics. And they would do the show every week. Right. And Kermit would come every week. <laughs> and he was a mainstay and he was just... And after so I got up there, um, this one, this one show, and uh, and I, I was like going back and forth with him. I may or may not have called him a racist. I'm not sure. <laughs> he died the next week. Oh, Kermit! <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, let's back up here. So this is. Is this is he an old white guy? What's old? His? I mean, he was like old. He's one of those dudes you could tell smoked like three packs a day right, for okay. fifty so years. Right. Like, like a, didn't give a shit about shit. Yeah, probably may or may not have called me a nigger. I'm not right. sure, but with the er, not yes. nigger. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I wouldn't even be surprised. Like that looks like something Carmen <laughs> would do. Like I'm not. I'm probably gonna outrun him, so I'm not scared. Sure. But um, yeah, he was just you know just just the old. But the comics that would stay there, they loved him. So it was kind of sure. like a. A, a rite of passage thing, to yes. like go through. You had to be heckled by yeah. Kermit, right? So when when I was going back at him, it was it never got sure hostile. Sure, it got borderline where people were like, "Okay, is this about to? Are we gonna call the NAACP in a second? But so we, it was just lighthearted. But my whole boy reminded me today. He was like, "Didn't he die that next week?" I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot Kermit died." I'm sorry. Rest in peace, Kermit. I'm not laughing at your dance, but this, this one's going out to Kermit. Re- going out to Kermit. <laughs> so, what happened? Did you you show up like the next week? And where's Kermit? Oh no, I wasn't a regular person. No. <laughs> I was there. That was my only time ever doing it. You weren't a regular good old boy. I was not. I was yeah. not uh, there. A lot of them have happened in Atlanta. Were um, you aware of Kermit going in? No. Or did someone explain Kermit no, after? No one explained Kermit to me. Oh, I just okay. got to experience Kermit fresh. <laughs> yes. And went back at him. And then when I got off stage, they were like, well, you know that's Kermit. Like, he's always here. And I was like, y'all didn't tell me about Kermit? There's no better way to uh, to enjoy Kermit. It's like fresh yeah. bread. You just exactly. want to you go just in, just not even know. There are certain places um, that you will perform at that have... There was a place on Long Island where, when I was doing stand-up mm-hmm. out there that... Um, there was just some weird guy who was there every week. Was he Italian? Just he might have been. This was I, it was Long Island. It was right. It was the South Shore. It was right. a different time. No, that was um, the same at that last time I did that open mic at the Creek. I was like, oh, that guy's like clearly he's someone. I don't know who it was. There was someone in the basement. In the basement, yeah. heckling? No, no, no. Oh. He wasn't a heckler. He was just the old guy. Oh, just the old just guy. Just the regular. There yeah, was like the regular. Everyone was well aware of who he was. Yeah. Right. I was like, all right, right. well. I found myself playing to this like Italian <laughs> man in the corner one night just because like, I think this is the only guy listening to me right now. <laughs> what am I, you know, what He's a right? captive audience. So exactly. that's the thing. At least you know Kermit's listening. Yeah, exactly. Kermit was definitely <laughs> listening and so, responding actively. Were you able to even like, were you able, like how much were you supposed to be doing? Five or eight? 
These are the type of rooms where they just okay. leave you on stage. Like the host is outside smoking weed. When you're done, you're yeah. done. Yeah, and you're like, hey, can somebody save me? <laughs> yeah. It's probably been 20 minutes at this point. And oh. I haven't done any material. Well, I was going to say, how much of your material did you get through? No, who wants to hear material in a dive bar in, in Atlanta like that? And it wasn't in Atlanta because um, they call uh, OTP. Outside the perimeter. Outside the perimeter. The yeah. perimeter. yeah. And what you will know about outside of the perimeter, it gets pretty fucking sketchy. Outside. That's, that's yeah. where Walking Dead is shot yeah. outside sure. the perimeter. Because when they came I to think the I center, saw Kermit. Yeah, the Kermit yeah. wasn't <laughs> Walking Dead. Um, yeah, so it was outside the perimeter. And it might have been like Kennesaw, like one of those places where it's just like hee haw. Right. Black people are over there, white people are over there. There are no other races. And Kermit was, I was, I was on the white side. Yeah. <laughs> That was and, uh, how you dealt with current. Like, is that how you? Ge- how do you generally deal with hecklers? Uh, the funny thing is, I do not get heckled a lot. Right, I don't. Um, I so for me, I will just. I, I usually engage them. I'm, I do the. <laughs> I guess the rookie mistake of engaging them because I don't get them a lot. Right. Uh, so I'll engage them. I've been taken over once before, uh, but that was when I was really, really new. Right, right. So at this point. Uh, yeah, Kermit was was one of my most yeah. famous hecklers. I had to be reminded of that. I was like, oh shit, I remember when that. when you were going through it. Um, w- did you feel like I'm losing this? I'm bombing, or was it more of a playful with Kermit? Of, with Kermit? Oh yeah, no, it was, I was playful. Okay. I didn't give a shit. I, I think I was, <laughs> I was a couple years in at that point. I didn't care, and I was also yeah. in a dive bar in. Right. OTP. Now, both Jeff and I um, also um, uh, toured in rock bands for years. Like, we were were both like, you know, we kind of come from music. So we've both done our time. Yeah. He's got got a weird stance going. (laughs) Oh, the stance. That's right. He's got to be going on a bass guitar. He is the bass guitar. I want to learn bass guitar. That's on my bucket list. (laughs) For the listener, Jeff is on on bended knee for some reason. He really is. 85 episodes of the show. This is the first time this is I've seen this. You just don't look at me enough. But um, (laughs) please look at me. Can you just acknowledge me? uh, Well, what I'm about to acknowledge is that we've both spent a lot of time touring the country, playing music, and Atlanta was a was a hot spot. Oh, yeah. yeah, for both. I mean, good music. MJQ Concourse. That was that was a place. Across from uh, the the what was the strip joint? Oh, uh, oh, good lord! No, there's a place that, but it's, it, it, and the strippers are ugly, and that's the whole. They're old. Claremont Lounge. We always have played the MJQ Concourse Drunken Unicorn, which is across the street from the Claremont. Goldie Goldie, our roadie went. Yep, our roadie went over the first time, and they heard about Goldie. And I came back, and I was like, "How was it?" He's like this woman named Goldie. It's everything you would think it used is. her breasts like boxing gloves and beat the shit out of me. Also, and I was she's like, seventy. Yeah, so, uh, and which is a stripper. Uh, yeah, still. but so. there, there's also. I mean, <laughs> it always comes I back know. to the. You got, you, got, you got it. You got it. Uh, there was a restaurant. We were big into like eating regionally. Wow, where, where's I the place? Love to eat, right? Regional yeah. when I'm Okay, yeah. so we had heard that there was a place in Atlanta. There was a pro wrestler. His name is Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, wow. Um, guy's been wrestling for years and years. He has a combination ribs, Chinese food place <laughs> outside the perimeter in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, my God. Next time I go, I have to go. No, it's it's, it's amazing. We 
<laughs> like two times we tried to go down there. We just didn't have enough time or the place was closed. Third time is the charm. Go down there, have this amazing meal. You get the ribs and you get the Chinese food. And then um, you're, you're eating there. And then all of a sudden this man who's like five foot five, <laughs> 400 pounds, waddles in. And he goes by every table, how you do? You know, like, and he's checking, making sure everybody's enjoying themselves. And it's like you walk into the restaurant and there's just, it's, it looks like a Chinese takeout place where there's like no seats, counter. Right. And then off to the left, there's a big dining room. Okay. So there's nothing in this first room except for a table <laughs> in the center that Abdul the Butcher just sits at. Like, and then he looks <laughs> at the other room at the dining room. Court. So weird. <laughs> um, but that's my main experience, What's OTP. It Abdullah the Butcher's House of uh, Chinese Food and Ribs. It still exists. <laughs> as far as I know. Ab- name I, yeah, I also I've love that heard. how you describe the restaurant is exactly what the restaurant That's is. Ex- it's a restaurant owned by Abdullah the Butcher, and it sells ribs and Chinese food. Now, what is Abdullah's Abdul been Butcher's wrestling for like 60 years, oh and I think he has hepatitis B. So just <laughs> oh, be sure. Yeah, oh, that B. is true. I remember talking about that when we had a wrestler on the podcast. Yes, yes. You got you got, you got to be careful. Who was the wrestler? Colt Cabana Colt was Cabana is a big uh, indie guy. Yeah, um, one of my friends is a pro wrestler. Ooh, one of really, my college friends. Might have yeah. to get his name. Have him on the on the show later. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kofi Kingston. Oh, wait, Kofi Kingston is your buddy? Yeah, we went to college together. He's like a big uh, WWE guy. Yeah, he's, I I see him like Walmart now <laughs> on toys. I was like, he's, what he's, the he's, he's no joke. <laughs> First of all. You're too, I, I'm not even gonna go there. Right, well, we'll talk about we'll go, talk about yeah, that. That's off, OTP that's off, the, off, yeah. off the perimeter. Before we move off on from podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. off the puck, look at that! Hey, Let's oh, do it. I'm quick. That's why. That's why you're still still doing stand up, and we're not. Yes. <laughs> uh, did you ever go to the Clarebot? Are you kidding me? I have Clarebot Lounge jokes. I have. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love like I like we go there. I love going to strip clubs. Just yeah. in general, uh, female strip clubs, yeah. not male strip clubs. That's right. gay. Um, <laughs> I love going to female strip clubs and in Atlanta, Atlanta is very polarized, as you know, mm-hmm. um, comedy wise as well. The white comics and the black comics usually don't cross over. So there's a really hood black club called Uptown uh-huh. where like literally they boo people off the stage like the Apollo in there every <laughs> night of the week. 400 people can fit in this place. T.I. and all the rappers, they all go there. Right. But strippers, pimps, hoes, and drug dealers go there as well because there's a strip club right next door uh. <laughs> called Dancers Elite. So after the comedy club, we would go there, smoke blunts. Like you could buy weed from the strippers. Right. And blunts from the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do you have both? Or you have a roll up too? And, and so with the white comics, we'd go to Claremont Lounge after shows right. in Atlanta, um, especially during the Laughing Skull Festival. Yeah, sure. The Claremont Lounge is one of the nights. Of yeah. the Laugh and Skull Festival. So, so you it's fun- amazing. We never see, like sought it out. It was just we yeah. played always literally across the streets, and we we're just like, oh, the Claremont. Yeah, it's yeah. right. There. It's, it's Atlanta. PBRs was- are like seventy five cents. <laughs> it's like it's a good. Uh, I mean, uh, Atlanta and Portland, Oregon, also has a large Portland, strip yeah. club. Portland, uh, Oregon's one of the only. Because uh, I don't think I even went into Claremont, sadly, in my tour. But Portland was one of the only strip. Uh, clubs I went into, which yeah, is like because in the weird part with Portland ones is they're awkward, or at least the one I went to, because it's about the size of this room. Yeah, and <laughs> like and like the one I went to, the stage was like just like the size of this like couch that we're sitting on, and yeah. then you just kind of sat mm-hmm. around and like. I remember, like, the pool table was right next to this. some guy who looked like he was, like, in Godsmack or something. <laughs> like, wearing a wife beater, playing pool. Every once in a while, he'd, like, turn around, just, like, 
throw a bill down, go back to the game. Yeah. And then I remember they were like dancing to like can for this like yeah. old kraut rock band. Yeah. And then this old guy came and sat down and she like the stripper bent over backwards and was like, Hey Benny, how you doing? <laughs> and Benny was like, I'm all right. Like Benny the Benny's regular. The, the Kermit okay. of uh, Yeah, this, Kermit. This... The Benny was Kermit there. My uh blackness needs a couple of explanations. Kraut <laughs> Rock, it's can most and people need that explanation. Okay, so well, okay, so God, okay. Godsmack was a band like a new metal band in like the nineties, early two thousand. They're like, like bro a, dudes uh, yeah, are like really a, into okay. that. A heavy, like, a heavy metal band. Okay. Uh, Kraut Rock is German, like uh, started in the seventies, uh, like uh, yeah, just nine. German rock music from yeah. the seventies. And Can was one of the bands, was one of the oh, premier. Goodness. And we were ripping them off at that point, so it was interesting to hear stripper uh, dance. That's hilarious. But I felt very uncomfortable in there because my tour manager immediately got that stripper face, like that, like watching, like he was able to, like, like I was watching. I was like, I can't do that. Like he immediately sat down and like had his arms crossed. He was just doing that, and I was like, you look like a you know that stripper face is amazing. I've never heard of it. Yeah, there is a definite stripper face. I I I I had. Two times. I smile. It's weird. Well, the last, <laughs> the last two times. <laughs> so pretty. That I've been in strip clubs was one was my bachelor party and the time before that, which was of in course. here, of course, which was not even. I was like, guys, let's just go out for a nice dinner. Right. Let's go to Michael That's Jordan's steakhouse. Yeah. Then the other. But then, come in. but I had a friend who knew the guy at the penthouse club or whatever, which apparently has great steaks too, from what I hear. Uh, but but life. both it was like Peter Luger's penthouse. Both this club. time and then previously. It was a bachelor party in Las Vegas, and at that time, The That's Bachelor. So I know. Really and at this time, it. my brother had the classic, like, first, you know, the first girl who kind of, like, you know, wasn't uh, really a stage scenario. It was kind of like the couches and the big chairs. And the first uh, girl who comes along just kind of scopes them out and takes them for, like, three dances right off the bat. Wow. That kind of thing wow. where they just like it happened to my brother, it happened to my my buddy. It's just like they and you're you're helpless, and then just the girl saddles up to you, and then like yeah, no, I'm not before that you know it, three dances, yeah. and then you and then you get pissed off because you feel like never ah. never done one of those either. Yeah. I would feel so I couldn't even watch, let alone get a lap dance. Like I'm like yeah. I don't know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. But the wor- and actually Take my money at the, at the the time my the time in know. Vegas was before my wife and I got married. I was at the time living at home at. at I moved back home, so living on Long Island with my mom. And I remember, like, some girl comes up to me. She's like, "So, what are you doing?" I said, "Like, you know, well, right now I'm living at home with my mom. I just turned 30, Blah blah blah. And then she, you're like, saying all of this to a stripper. Impressed. Kind of. Yeah. It's like, it's like, do you and want I'm, a lap dance or a hug? Sorry, ladies, I'm engaged. <laughs> uh, Here's my therapist. Put a ring on it. So, so. But you're you're originally from Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl. Jersey yes. doesn't Jersey have that weird rule where strip clubs aren't topless in Jersey and they have to just you, wear pasties? You know what's funny? Um, a friend of mine from high school became a New Jersey stripper <laughs> when we were in high, like right when we graduated. Mm-hmm. She was making a lot of money, um, but she was working at a juice bar. So at the juice bars, they can't serve alcohol, but the girls get fully naked. Oh, and where they can serve alcohol. They could only get topless. What weird rule? I wonder. Wait, what? I, <laughs> so I, can you I didn't bring, know that that rule still. I, no, I, this you was just reminded this me. This was you bringing alcohol to the juice bar. 
I don't think so, because she used to work at the juice, but she got fully naked, and she oh. said they can't touch them, and they right. couldn't, uh, they couldn't drink. I only asked you because I know the 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 other one, because I've been to two. It was at one point, and then I went to one in Connecticut for my best friend's bachelor, and it was a place called like Stage Door Johnny's or something. Wow, sounds like <laughs> I like <laughs> that was the thing. It was a bring in. You had to like they didn't serve alcohol. Yeah, you had to bring it. And I remember like, I would rather do that. Yeah, there was like a small crew of like Asian dudes who came flying in with like. Six milk crates full of like all of their bottles that had like one shot, and they were just like, "Whatever we got, let's go." Let's put it and all I together. I just hung out in the pool section, like like by the pool table, just like, "Can we get out of here?" And because I was the designated driver, yeah, too. of course. But oh but, yeah, because uh, who wants to be sober at a strip? But I re- yeah, this was probably so like late nineties, and I remember specifically going to a strip club that was just. They were like wearing bathing suits. It was so weird. <laughs> and I remember being told at the time, like, There's like old timey 1920s. No, it was like, they just like, it was just like, like Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, exactly. yeah it was just kind of like, you can't. You, I can see her gams. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. You can't, you, but you can't get naked. That, that was what I was told. That I haven't been to a strip club in New Jersey and, since 1999. So yeah. maybe the, the rules have changed. Just the concept of being called a juice bar. That's what it sounds so healthy. But yeah. that sounds I know. Like, that, uh, you just reminded me of that. I remember having that conversation <laughs> with you. And I was like, I wish I could make that much money, but I don't want to take my clothes <laughs> right. is there a way to be a stripper without taking my clothes yeah. is there any way i could do that <laughs> oh, but, wait, but so the concept of the juice that, that's sort of like the um not really a massage but like the you know uh, bait like and switch kind sure. of thing yeah but like it's it's t- it's there's something i'm thinking of i can't think it's right on the tip of my tongue but like the idea is that oh you go there to get juice but then there's also you know like they right. don't t- mention but this is why Hooters. you're really going there yeah exactly chicken wings the wings, the yeah, wings are just delicious <laughs> oh they're fantastic yeah. <laughs> my friend did used to swear by the grilled cheese <laughs> yeah. he was just cheese. like it's the best grilled cheese he's ever had at hooters he's like yeah you know and the waitresses too but i mean yeah. the grilled cheese is really great <laughs> The titties helped. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> they make the cheese a little bit more cheesy. <laughs> so, okay, so so New Jersey, um, and is that where you started uh, performing? Uh, no, actually, Jersey College in Boston. Oh, where and, in Boston? Oh, Jersey uh, College uh, in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Boston College. Uh, okay, I was at yeah. Boston University. Awesome. So. Yeah, <laughs> you you know, hockey. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, exactly. and so it was a it was a college thing. Was it like a, an open oh, mic yeah, we're, night we're or a school no, thing? Yes, yes, I forgot. We were um, a I Jesuit thing, perhaps. I, I did not start in college. <laughs> I didn't have the confidence for that. Um, I start. I moved to LA after college. Ooh. I started there. What was the uh, impetus behind the move? That's one of my favorite words. Hey, uh, there you go. <laughs> impetus. My sister uh, applied to film school. She applied to NYU and USC, mm-hmm. and she got accepted to USC. And I was like, if you get accepted there, I'll move out there with you. Okay, so you're out there, and then what's what are you doing? Uh, I was going on auditions for acting, and then I was going to comedy clubs. Every like month or so, mm-hmm. then it was like every week to hang out. Yeah, okay. just to watch. And I just kept thinking to myself, I was like, I think I could do that. I'm just scared, <laughs> right? I'm just horrified, you know. So I just kept going and going. And then I went to the sketch group with uh, Kevin Hart and a bunch mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. Well, t- talk to us about. Don't gloss over the auditions here, because there's got there's got <laughs> to be a worse gig in here from the audition days. Oh, good. Shoot. All of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, extra work is horrible. Have you have you ever done extra no, work? No, only feature. <laughs> <laughs> I will this is Russell Crowe. That's he just yeah. goes by Mike. 
Good lord, extra work is horrible when they like shoving you around like cattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very weird thing. For those of you that don't know, being an extra is being a moving prop in the background. <laughs> um, so when you do a couple of years of that, you're like, I need to perform somewhere. Like, yeah, right. You have to get this stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're just auditioning all the time, it's like, no. So once I started seeing sketch, and everybody in the sketch group was stand up. Mm-hmm. So I started doing open mics from there nice. in LA. Yeah. Um, so was the 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 extra thing was kind of uh, consistent? Uh, a little bit. I mean, it was paying bills, sort yeah. of. But that's what everybody does when they right. first move to LA. Yeah, right. that's the advice. Go to Central Casting and get some extra right. work. Yeah, I'm sure people. it also probably has like almost like the allure. Like I know uh, you might have felt like uh, when I was touring a lot. Like I just do temp work, mm-hmm. and like it's never was good. Right, but it just had the allure of just like, but it's money. Yeah. And you get that a bit where you're like, well, now I have enough to like live, exactly. but I have to keep doing it, and I have to keep being a moving cattle exactly. in, the in the background as an extra. There's some mean extras too. Really? <laughs> so rude. It's Did funny. you do any particular shows, or was it just kind of where like can we everything? see? Yeah, where can we see your work? You're hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I feel like I've blocked all. Of that. <laughs> it was like six years ago. I just I didn't remember Kermit died. Right. I had to be reminded because I was going to talk about the first time I headlined. Oh, we got time. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, Malcolm in the Middle was the first show I did. Oh, really? On. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's when I still How was like. Brian Cranston? You uh-huh. hung out with him a lot. <laughs> I didn't get to see him. I only saw the Frankie kid. Oh. He's a bit of a. You Frankie, Mu- you mean race car driver, Frankie Munich? Yeah, prof- is he a, I, th- yeah. I think he's a like a yes. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he ended up in that world where he like felt like he had enough money that he could just do whatever. Oh weird yeah, he's thing super he rich apparently, yeah. and he uh, acted like it. Good lord, I'm sure, little brat. Yeah, <laughs> this was going to you, Frankie Munich. You're a brat. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I think he also plays in a band too. Yep. I think he's one of those. Yeah. Actors who'd rather be taken. He's a renaissance yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he's is a rena- dabbler. Yes. <laughs> he's actually with the movie Renaissance Man with uh, Danny, Danny DeVito and um, what the way? Uh, uh, not Marlon Wayans, not Keenan Ivory Wayans. Damon. Damon Wayans. Let's just name Wayans. So, <laughs> we could go on. We've, we've got an, we, we, we've got an so hour to go. <laughs> well, we have enough time. But so it sounds like uh, L.A. was a temporary thing. As if it. Three years. Well, that's, three that's, years doing stand-up, six years total. And so what caused the move back east? Uh, Dave Chappelle told me to move back to New York. Oh. Uh, that's, I, well, that's I, an interesting <laughs> story. If anyone's going to give you advice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, were you just... Were you, did you, were you doing a show with uh, Dave I, I Chappelle? I did shows with him recently, but uh-huh. that was my first met him. Okay. Uh, I first met him the first day I met him. He came into the Laugh Factory and did a five and a half hour set. Ah, one of those. <laughs> one of those. Yeah. Nights. How was that five and a half Amazing. hour set? Amazing. Sure. And like, then you well, followed him. I do actually legitimately because I've always wondered, but you hear about those like like how was the ebb and flow of it? Like like. Were there those moments where you're like, oh, he's not going to keep going, and then all of a sudden he comes back, or was it pretty consistently like, this is interesting? Uh, well, okay, I'm the hugest Dave fan. Sure. So, like, it's like when I love somebody, I could just be like, all right, just right. go. Right. You know? Give me five and, and a half hours. I'm just here. Go. And, and it's a weird experience because it got to be kind of like almost like a podcast at a point because he'll start to interview the audience. Right. He'll be like, what do you guys want to talk about? Right. He'll be like, who are you? He loves talking to people. Right. 
He'd be like, who, you know, you're a man. Tell me about that. And right. then you'll have conversations. Like there was a dude in the audience who talked about he had the cure of AIDS. It was like, <laughs> it was like what? And Dave was like, oh my God, you guys, we're here the night that we found the cure for AIDS. And it just, it just gets crazy. I've seen him do three and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. Right. You know, I've well, how did you fall in with, uh, with him and Kevin? Uh, the Kevin thing, Kevin was doing a sketch group at the Laugh Factory. Laugh Factory, you know, every comedy club has their Black Knight. Mm-hmm. Black Knight and LA at uh, Laugh Factory's Chocolate Sundays. Okay. So that's the Black, I was going to the Black Knight once a month, you know, and then every week. Right. And then the Wednesdays, they were doing a sketch group, and Kevin was the star of the sketch group. Right. But then he was like, I have to go be famous soon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so he left and the group disbanded, but everybody uh, was a stand up. Uh, so, uh, do you know who are the other people in the sketch group? Uh, Rodney Perry, mm-hmm. Chris Spencer, uh, my friend Candace Thompson, who got me started with, uh, stand up, Deshaun Ross, like a bunch of people that like do a lot of stuff. Right. How David are the sketches? Arnold. It was great. It was great. I'm primarily a sketch writer, so now I'm like, oh, great sketch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was great. I mean, I was I came into the tail end of it, but right because I was like fascinated watching it. Every sure. Week. Yeah. Uh, and so then you kind of fell in with him a bit, or talking to Kevin. More so talking to the other people in the yeah. group. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because Kevin. I mean, he's he's a sweetheart. Yeah, and he will engage, but he's also very like, okay, he's going. I see another person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, like, you're like, hey, Kevin. Oh, bye, Kevin. Right. You know, I have a million things to do. So I could imagine that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, if I see him, he'll say hi because yeah. he remembers me. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like a huge. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I've talked. I've you know I've talked to Dave way more than I've talked to him. So what was it that he said to? Like why? Why New York? Why was he thinking that you should? Get, oh, Dave, come back here. Yeah. Well. uh he, I asked him for advice, mm-hmm. and he's like, I got two pieces of advice for you. He said, number one, don't listen to what anybody says, including me. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> he's like, if you're serious about comedy, you got to move to New York. He's like, you should be in L.A. New York is where you're going to be able to get stronger, hold yeah. your craft, be with you know, like people that are driven for comedy's sake, right. yeah. not for getting famous sake. Yeah. And that's what L.A. is. Yeah. So and you just kind of like do your time in the trenches exactly. And you, you know, and yeah. Like, so I so so you, so you wind I'll up say doing the only that. dealings yeah. I've ever had with Dave Chappelle was he was in Burritoville, <laughs> a burrito restaurant that existed back in the day that when I was eating right. there once, and I was just was listening. it three o'clock in the morning? No, it was like in the middle of the afternoon, and oh. he was just talking about uh, horchata just, being a funny <laughs> word. Oh, he was in there. <laughs> yeah, he was just eating. And I, you know, whoever he was with, I just remember sitting there just like, I think Dave Chappelle's to talk about how he likes the word horchata a lot. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a good word. That's what I was thinking of myself. Yeah. The advice didn't, the, you know, he didn't have any advice. For me, so, <laughs> okay, so so you're here. You come back here. Are you working? Like, do you have a day job while you're doing this? I just thing? got a day job because I moved. I was living for free in yeah. the projects with mm-hmm. my aunt. And that, I was able to, you know, travel, do a lot of touring and stuff. Uh, but now I moved, so I got to pay rent. Oh no! Wait, how 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 uh, recently did you move back from <clears throat> Los Angeles? The end of two thousand nine. Okay, and I moved to Atlanta from there. Oh, okay. okay. And then right, I moved right, to right. New York. There we the go. middle of twenty ten. Okay, okay. Put, now we're getting put, the time. Putting lines. it all together. Now yeah. we're digging deeper. We got the yeah. <laughs> Dig deep. So uh, okay, so 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 you, so you so you're working during the day, yes. and like how what. What's your regimen in terms of like how many spots do you try to do a week? 
I don't have a regimen. I'm very uh, undisciplined. It's a terrible thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm a horrible person. And uh, I, I try to go out just as much as I can. I don't put a number on it. You know, I'll, if I want to feel like doing a mic, I'll do a mic. Right. But I try to do something every night and have oh. one night off. Hey. Age ain't nothing but a number. And <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm only saying that because up with that saying on your own. <laughs> I did. I'm only saying that because my 35th birthday is in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, well, shit. That's, I'm 32. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, so, so I mean, I'm 21. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> right. 18. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Leave that 35. out. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that, that problem out. is, and I didn't mean to hijack the conversation at all, but you're solidly, when you're 35, like you're, there's nothing young about that anymore. Like, no. You're no, you're no, you're not in like the young, you're solidly mid 30s. I'm out of the marketing yeah. demographic. There's nothing. No early 30s. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're good to go. They're still trying to push stuff to you. Yeah, so right? let's hear this headlining story. Let's hear this. Give us this other worst gig. Oh, oh, fun, fun, fun. Okay. So first time headlining in Warner Robbins, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Warner Robbins? Warner Robbins. My nose is very stuffy. Okay. I have asthma and allergies. Um, Warner Robbins, Georgia is very OTP. <laughs> it's about three hours OTP. So south, further south. So you can imagine the further south you go, uh, the more it's questionable it gets <laughs> yeah. for people of my color. Um, more boiled peanuts. Yes. So it was a benefit for uh, insert disease. I don't know. Autism, something like that. <laughs> Dyslexia. Is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah, okay. A cause you care a lot about. It was, okay. I was very a good cause. Towards. It was for a good yes. cause. So I was supposed to get paid $500. My first time getting paid, right? Nice. So me and a bunch of comics from Atlanta drive, take the drive down. I am missing out on my cousin's 30th birthday party that she's having in New York, like Huge birthday party. Uh-huh. It's hurting my heart that I'm missing <laughs> right. this. But I was like, okay, I got to do this gig. Of course, yeah. Right? Fly down to Georgia, drive down to Warner Robin, get there. Theater, beautiful, gorgeous theater, about 300-seater. Beautiful theater. <laughs> Maybe 24 people showed up. Uh, oh. Which doesn't really bother me because I'm like, <laughs> A, I'm still getting paid. Right. <laughs> and B... I'm a comic in New York now, so I yeah. performed for four or five people in our huge room before, so it didn't right. really bother yeah. me. And the show is, was actually good. Like, everybody kind of moved to the front, and we were just, like, riffing off yeah. of it. And all the comics, I had to follow, like, eight guys. It was all eight white boys and then me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I mentioned that when I first got to it. I was like, this was uh, 200 years ago. This would be a very different situation. <laughs> <laughs> So do the gig, um, yeah. and it actually turned out I did 45 minutes. It was my first time doing that long. And uh, get to the back, and the promoter puts his arm around me. Whenever a promoter puts his arm around you, I'm sure you guys know as a rock <laughs> band, they don't have anything you want to hear right. coming out of their mouth. So he's just like, oh, something about losing his shirt. I don't know. He's like, I lost my shirt on this gig. I was just like, okay, uh, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> you know, we, we agreed, you know. So he gives me money. And he was like, it's only 400 And I was like, okay, I get it. You didn't make money. This is a benefit. Um, I'm not going to be a bitch here. Yeah. So he lets it go. I drive home. Count my money. 
It was three hundred dollars. <laughs> I called him up. I was like, um, "Excuse me, you only gave me three. No, I didn't. I, I are you sure? Are you sure? Okay, first of all, if you knew you gave somebody four hundred dollars, are you sure is that was going to come out of your mouth? You're like, no, bitch, I gave you four hundred dollars. So I was like, obviously, you know, you gave me three hundred, and I learned a very valuable lesson: count the money oh, right yeah, in yeah. their face. And a, a, a veteran comic told me he was like, what you should have done was followed him to his house and gotten a blank check from him mm-hmm. and told him, okay, put a date on it. And she's, he's like, you should have left with something. Yeah. yeah. And so this mug uh, doesn't do comedy anymore. He like dropped, he edited his Facebook page. He like dropped off the face of the earth over one gig. I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> right. Over $200? Right. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And he like doesn't talk to any comics going anymore. Rogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, you don't know I'm going through a whole bunch of stuff. I was like, I don't care what you're going through. Just communicate. Yeah, I'm not a loan shark. I'm not gonna right. <laughs> freaking batch your knees out. That, that's very. I mean, uh, that's you, you, you. Both Jeff and I, from experience. Now, I don't know if have dealt with this. I don't know if you had like a guarantee. You know, when you're in a band, you play a show. Usually, have if you get to a certain level, you're you're gonna make whatever it is five hundred a night, two fifty a night, a yeah, yeah. thousand a night, a flat or a flat with a door percentage. Oh, yeah, or our for our first U.S. tour, two thousand four, we had essentially kind of, or man, it was two thousand five, second one. We had this Fakakta booking agent in Florida who like <laughs> who had got us maybe it was like a hundred dollars. We we're playing in Idaho. In a, uh-huh, I just did Idaho. Like, oh, you did. All <laughs> oh, you right, did. Moscow, well, Idaho. Well, we this was Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, I which like is. We just had someone out who just did Moscow, Idaho, too. I don't. I, I feel don't like that know. name just came up. Moscow, but anyway, yeah. so so um, it's in a head shop, you know. So it's like all weed Bongs. paraphernalia and nice. box. Take me to your dealer. There's no other band other than us. It's one band. You know, it starts at like 6, 6 p.m. Yes, the sun's yeah. not fully down And we're down just yet. like, you know, and yeah, we're like, all right, well, we're in Idaho. It's, it's a Tuesday night. What do we expect? They we're, do things different. Yeah, here. we're heading out to the West Coast. Um, it'll be great. So we play the show. Six people show up. <laughs> two uh, 16-year-old girls, a, a teenage couple, two 10-year-old boys. That was oh. it. That was it in the store. Love the children. Uh, and we played. We played a seventeen-minute <clears throat> cover of "Proud Mary" that I like <laughs> never before or since. But we just needed something to play. So the show ends. Whatever. It was. <laughs> it was fine. It was what it was. And the guy who had booked the show, who was the owner of the 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 shop, he's like, "Man, I made like twenty bucks tonight." And it's like, "Yeah, but we had like a we have a hundred dollar guarantee." He's like, "Well." I can let you sleep in the store tonight. And what does just, that mean? He just, <laughs> what, sleep in the store and take a hundred dollars? No, no, no. Yeah. It just meant like, <laughs> you can, you can sleep on the couches in the store. Cause otherwise, what we're we gonna do? We're gonna have to get like a, a, a motel room. Yeah. And when you're in a band and you're like, you, you wanna cut costs, as I'm sure, you know, anyone kind of touring on a budget, it, if I can stay at someone's house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in retrospect, we should have been like, no. Let's go to an ATM. You, we have a contract. We have a signed binding contract. You owe us a hundred dollars. Yes. But instead, we got gyros at the Pita Palace and slept on his couches and watched Annie Hall projected on the wall. 
Once that that, Idaho. that conversation is the worst. Like it's just you can see it coming a mile away. Oh yeah, like, you can see it in their face. Well, no, I love the the arm around the, arm around the shoulder. Yeah, that's what not good. And you gotta like learn to get that stone face of just like yeah, yeah sorry, that's your job. Yeah, and I'm know. I'm like a doe idea. I'm just like yeah. I'm sorry. Like I'll apologize to them. <laughs> right. I'm sorry no, you didn't make me money. No, sorry. I was I was the same way. And it's so you got to have someone who's the hard ass who's yeah. gonna yeah. be like. I, it, it took a couple years for me to break and finally. Yeah. Just turn into that of just like yeah man sucks right so but we have this you we got have the a, money yeah. right like because idaho same idaho is the worst idaho we we did the same deal yeah. we you've heard the show we played this the guy this guy named bug who used to book shows <laughs> kermit and, he, and bug kermit and bug don't trust people weird names uh, <laughs> but he he booked our show and then he apparently uh promoted it for the wrong day uh and then didn't show up uh, so all of the flyers for the show said a completely different day. So I think three people came uh, total. And it was a nightmare. Uh, and the other band we were on tour with wouldn't play. They were just like, we're not going to do this. Uh, I would I comedians are able to do that. You know, uh, like Hannibal's the type of person who could be like, I'm not doing this. Show. Right. I can't wait till I can get to the. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that, but I just can't wait to know that I can. Well, do how sure. was how was your uh, Moscow, Idaho gig? Uh, actually, it was kind of cool. It was, uh, at this, they were doing a retreat. These people were doing this retreat and these two random black dudes from like Jamaica <laughs> owned this restaurant. And I was like, are you guys running from the law? Like, why <laughs> are you in, I feel you guys killed someone. <laughs> someone has died at your hands. Why are you guys in Moscow, Idaho with fucking Jamaican accents sure. and dreadlocks? <laughs> these are all valid questions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, you know, there was a couple of people. It was like very hippie. It's, it was it's kind of like yeah. a hippie town. Yeah, there. yeah. People were just high and smoking weed. Yeah. It was a little uh, like coffee shop Rasta place. And, Weird. And yeah. did, did it went over well. Yeah, it was me and my homeboy co-headlined. Wow. It wasn't Kofi Kingston. I just want to make sure. Kofi. Okay. <laughs> so he does not just stand up. <laughs> in 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 a case like that, because I know it's it, it's um just logistically, I know it's different kind of for every show. Like, would they fly you out there, or is basically you fly yourself out there, and then what they pay you kind of covers? Yes, I uh, I fly myself out. Uh, I flew myself out to Seattle, did gigs in Seattle, drove to Idaho with my friend. Because <laughs> there's no there's no like one way trip from New York to Idaho. Yeah, yeah, no one, yeah, yeah. no one's just goes straight yeah. to Idaho. Are yeah, yeah. <laughs> you oh, going to Moscow? Yeah, yeah, we're going. yeah, yeah, exactly. You got the you got the shuttle flight. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the Moscow shuttle. The new JetBlue right. Moscow shuttle. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. run was crazy. We did Seattle, Idaho, Seattle, Vancouver, mm-hmm. and then Atlanta. How was Vancouver? beautiful yeah vancouver yeah, is absolutely gorgeous beautiful. and then has like the largest heroin problem in north america yeah. on the other side Cra- it's crazy yeah. gas town is like for vans it's, it's that and montreal are both they're like oh beautiful town don't leave your stuff yeah get out like <laughs> vancouver is definitely like vancouver was one like they're always like get out don't stay in vancouver and then montreal is the worst because You'll get robbed. Well, we in, got robbed. In, in, oh, um, did you? Yeah, Montreal's oh. pretty consistently. Their like, van got broken into. Yeah, we got they... half our equipment stolen. <gasps> Talk like, about a worst oh, game. No. Because it's Montreal. Like, Montreal, like, that's one of the worst parts of being a band versus comedians. you got all this crap with you. Right, right, right. they've got a system of drug problems <laughs> yeah. and fencing up there. Right. Well, uh, van, well, we just yeah. have to worry about ourselves getting yeah. robbed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not even bringing a microphone with you. Like, it's ridiculous. Just, you know. right. um, I do remember, too, going up to Vancouver and having the head of our record label in the van and, like, five minutes from the border, him realizing he had weed on him. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing to us? 
You literally are the guy who puts out our records. They still didn't seem to find it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very <laughs> there's, there's a neighborhood in Vancouver called Gastown. And it's, I think it's East Vancouver. And if there are any listeners in Vancouver, fuck you. Or, yeah, or, yeah. No, 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 but um, and Vancouver is absolutely beautiful. But then you 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 kind of walk into this neighborhood, and it kind of borders the touristy area, and then it becomes kind of like low. You know, it's not like high rises or anything. Um, and there are certain streets where it's literally like The Walking Dead, like just. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you know people are going to mug that. you, but it's just <laughs> like it's junkies, yeah. just like in broad daylight, open air drug market on the corner. It is insane, um, you know, and it's not regular. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. This one's going out to Vancouver. <laughs> Shout out to Vancouver. Yeah. Very sensitive city. So at this point, you find yourself... Um, so you're doing the road quite often. I do. I do do. I do do. But um, <laughs> There's a bathroom over there. But I... But I... Uh, I don't know if you guys ever feel like this as artists. I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I'm like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I've done nothing. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's why I have therapy once a week. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was had therapy yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> Why everyone I meet Tuesday is in therapy Tuesday day? It's a good day. I yeah. Was, when I was in, I, I'm not in therapy right now, but when I was in, I think I was a Thursday guy. I was a, I'm a Tuesday I because I teach a class at yeah. noon so I can go straight from therapy to well, like at sketch let's, students. Let's talk about this because uh, this is this is interesting. So you're doing, you clearly are doing a lot of things, but what what is at the root of you thinking you're not accomplishing anything? Uh, hmm. I don't, well, I guess because I still have to have a day job. Yeah. Uh, right now. Um, so that for me feels, you know, like, mm-hmm. feels like what you're doing is a hobby, exactly. sort of. Exactly. You right. know, I still, yeah. I make money, but not enough to report yeah, it. It's to. in the, the realm, the, the glorified hobby. Yeah. That's yeah. how I felt <laughs> sort about of like music <laughs> at a certain point where I was like, wait, I've been doing this yeah. glorified hobby for. Yeah. Sort of 12. like what we're doing now. Oh, yes. This is, <laughs> it's so certainly. weird to get paid money for what you love. And yeah. then you're like, whoa, this could happen consistently. Yes. Oh, this is not consistent yet. So at what point do I say, no, I need to buckle down and get right. a real a real job yeah. or keep going? But and the, I'm at that point right The now. idea, right. though, I'm assuming you don't identify yourself. If someone asks you what you do, you don't say whatever whatever your day job is. Yeah, I'm, I'm a comic. Yeah, or, yeah, I say stand up. Um, I mean, I, I'm and I'm the type of person who's too honest for no reason, because I'll be like, I'll stand up, but I also waitress sometimes. Yeah. To, I'm a yoga instructor. Like I just, I'll, I wanted to just be stand up in yoga. Sometimes you yeah. just got to tell yourself to shut up. I do, and I'm saying that for. I want to tell like, myself and yeah. my brain yeah. to shut like, up, like not stop. I just like, how about you just give the easy answer and shut move up. on? Jeff? Yeah, but who the, cares? That yeah. person didn't even really ask well, that question. Yeah, in most artists. people don't. They're legitimately like. I don't want to listen to this. So I wouldn't talk. mind moving on. Yeah, it's like so someone asks you, how are you doing? And you yeah. actually tell them how you're doing. Ugh, you want to get into but it. <laughs> I think I think part of uh, what you're talking, because this is something I grapple with all the time, because I've been, you know, uh, you know, I played in a band for a long time and had a job that allowed me to like take, I got to go away for six weeks to yep. go on tour. Like, cool. Yeah. Rock star. <laughs> right. um, and, you know, now I find myself, hustling a lot you know i'm doing i'm doing this we've been fortunate enough to kind of uh turn this into a web series and you know like oh we're, there are things that we can do with this podcast um but it's always you know there's always something else going on but what i've learned is that one doesn't preclude the other you know like it's not as black and white it's like well you have the day job but you're still going out 
yeah. trying to go out multiple times a week and, right. and do your thing. And, yeah. and your path is unique to you. And uh, yes. not to get all zen here, right. but... Please get that. That's, that's like Dave Chappelle's advice of, uh, you know, don't listen to anybody. Yeah. Um, the best piece. they can't speak on what you're going to do. Exactly. Right. And that's, they're all giving the, advice from the their point of view. The best piece of advice that I heard, one, it's not even a piece of advice, but there's a, uh, an author, this guy, Chuck Klosterman. Um, and he's like a he's pretty popular kind of pop culture journalist. And he does a lot of talks at colleges and whatnot. And he always has kids coming up to him afterwards but i want to do what you do how can i do what you do and he says well you can't do what i do because if i hadn't met this guy in 1992 right. who i became friends with and then he turned me on to this guy you know case you know uh, long story short is that you know everybody's path is their own right. so eventually you know like you're doing what you have to do now but you yeah. know but the the i think the problem is is that you're surrounded by people at varying levels of success yeah yeah. yeah, especially in I think yeah. I find more so in the comedy community than in music, um, where you're constantly seeing everybody's success, be it through yeah. Facebook or just through or through yeah. you know performing with people. Oh, I got this, blah blah blah, and right. you can't even though you're on your own path. There's that knee-jerk comparison to what everybody oh, else God, is doing. Oh, God, I'm so happy you said that because the other day I was just like, you know, you hear good advice from friends and you're like, I'm so happy for you. Also a little jealous, honestly, <laughs> but very happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, especially with somebody you can't stand get something, you're like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. you. But I don't want to compare myself to that because I've done some awesome shit if I really think about it. And go talking about past, I don't even know how I'm here right now. I don't know how you guys <laughs> found me. I don't know. So I feel like Dave I'm Chappelle doing something put in the good right work. Put in the good work. <laughs> I, uh, so I feel like I'm doing stuff right because I've been getting calls. Like I had an audition yesterday. Uh, and I was like, I don't know how they even got right. my information, but right. so it's like, I must be doing something. What, right. what, it's one of those things too, weirdly, where you have to like remind yourself to not talk down about the things yes. you're doing because also there are the people who want to be doing, like be yeah. at whatever level you are. Yeah. And then it's like weirdly like you're shitting on them no. by saying like, Oh no! What I did was garbage. Like, and it's not anything. And they're like, "But I kind of wanted to do that." When yeah. someone gives you a compliment, say thank you. And yeah, just, yeah. I, I have to learn how yeah. to accept compliments. But yeah. the other thing is, is that, and and this comes up on the show uh, a lot, is that people have no idea what you're. I mean, people know what you're doing, but they don't know. Like, you know, yeah. people honestly thought that you know my band and I'm sure your band were a lot bigger than they actually sure. were. So people are probably thinking, like, you know. Oh, you know, oh, Joel is really, you know, he's, he's going places. Yeah. You know, and I mean, fine, let them think that. Yes. That's, that's, you that's don't have, to, you don't have to, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so there's this idea that, uh, um, Everybody, nobody gives a fuck. I mean, they they sort of do, but everybody's kind of trying to do their own thing. Yeah, everyone just gives yeah. a fuck about themselves. If yeah, they're upset, they're just upset because they're upset about something, and and it's triggering some bullshit. Yeah, like so, this person got this job, but that just is reminding them of this other thing, and it's, it's reminding <laughs> and, yourself too that you're not like, I at least, and you may feel this way too, like because you know, I, I, I'm I'm entrenched in the UCB community, so I'm surrounded by all of them uh but it's like constantly uh reminding myself that i didn't lose a race that i wasn't running in like someone got some job that i didn't even know about yeah. or even want do you think about the whole snl thing that just happened sure i every single person in my life 
you need to be on SNL. Right. Why don't you just call Lord Michaels and tell him <laughs> that you need to be on SNL? Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, but <laughs> I, I'm a stand up. I'm not a sketch person. Right. You know, um, I don't do impersonations. I don't do characters. That's what that show's about. Right. And it never was my desire as right. a kid. However, the fact that I didn't audition for it kind of makes me feel a little bit, because I'm like, I'm a black comic. They're auditioning black female comics. Why is your name on that list? Right. But then I was like, you don't really care. Right. So why are you, why are you yeah. caring about something you exactly. don't care about? Because SNL other people were like putting pressure. It's own special world, too, of pressure from other people, because it's like, like my wife will be like, why do you and your friends care so much? about snl and you treat yeah. it like it's like you know the gold well because it's yeah, the, the gold standard goose, and i'm like because well, yeah. it's the goose that everyone knows about well like yeah. every idiot who you, like you know weird relative you haven't talked to in forever has never watched anything comedic seems to know yeah. what snl What's is an S- well, yeah, and exactly. can fill in like you probably have just like but why didn't you that seems yeah, fun talk it. to this guy yeah. have you heard of this guy lauren michaels yeah <laughs> you should call him yeah like, and i told and i told everybody i was like uh, Sashir Zamata is gonna get it, and yeah. I knew, I knew that once they started, I sure. was like, "That's hers." Yeah. It's between her and a friend of mine, Tiffany Haddish, mm-hmm. who was in the sketch group in LA. She's an amazing uh, sketch person, right? But I was like, between those two, in my head, I was like, "It's between those two. Yeah, and I already knew. So when I saw Sashir doing her audition. She freaking she did it at the knitting factory cup like the time the day before she went in, mm-hmm. and she had told me before she's like they know who I am I'm on their radar yeah yeah you know and it's like yeah you're on SNL's radar I'm on other people's radar yeah, I'm right. on you know like in, I'm on NBC's you're radar on worst gig ever I'm radar. on worst gig <laughs> ever's radar I you know I'm on a lot of people's radar too so yeah. SNL wasn't for me yeah. that yeah. was for her yeah right and I'm really I'm. I'm actually happy for that because I was like, I like her. She's cool. Yeah, yeah. so she was great. She's not a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but she isn't, yeah, which yeah. is nice. The exactly. Other thing, that's like, a, that's the great hard... when somebody who's not a fucking bitch. That could be the hard time, too, when you're the type of personality who gets upset about Because then you start being like, oh, but I actually like that person. Exactly. Like, I remember, like, like my friend John Melheiser became a cast member, and I was like, oh, wait, I really love John. Uh, yeah, I can't like that be person. upset about yeah. this race I wasn't running yeah. in. Yeah, because exactly. Again, I, like, wasn't, I, I wasn't him. running in. I'm just a black female who does comedy. That's right. all. I wasn't running in that race. But right. the other thing in the larger scope is that even if you're, you know, we're all doing stuff. Yeah. You know, we're not necessarily, yeah. you know, I mean, we're sitting here kvetching about it right now. But, you know, that's <laughs> not making up all of our time. We're all, you know, uh, a little, little inspirational thing here. We're all kind of involved with what we're doing. I always and, say to my, of like that, it's the realization recently. And I'll say it to a lot of my uh, especially like my like like comedy friends that used to like where I'm just like you know we're all like talking about like well when when I start doing it and when we get there and when and I'm just kind of like no, we're doing it, baby. like yeah like yeah. this is it yeah. it's I'm not gonna it, yeah. necessarily get that so much different in a lot of ways like it's gonna yeah. be that's hard and good and Sometimes and bad other times. And oh, this yeah. is it, kind it, of it. It, 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 it isn't happily. Is, yeah, no, it's not <laughs> like life. prep for that one day when the door opens and okay, now you're doing it for real. Like right. we're doing it for well, real now. Thing, but but I kind of also feel the prep is every night at UCB. Yeah. You know, like she got that door open for SNL because she's been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's been doing baby SNL for yeah, <laughs> 10 exactly. years or whatever, you know. And it's like for me doing comedy 
you know, whatever I'm doing with people is prepping me for whatever, you know. So I also I feel tomorrow. like it's that like I've talked about for that like American mythology of like the like the lottery ticket, but placed on career. Like you'll have that one show that changes everything. Like I can remember right. I've talked about we played some big festival in Chicago once. And right before we went on, this festival called like Intonation at the mm-hmm. time, and my booking agent was like, "Are you nervous?" I was like, "No, nah, whatever. It's just right. another show." He's like, "You should be biggest show you guys have ever played." Then he walked <laughs> away from me like a crazy Thanks, person. Dad, yeah, and I was just like, "Whoa, coach, take her easy." <laughs> Uh, because also, it wasn't the biggest yeah. show we ever played. We end up playing big ones, and they all were yeah. just kind of shows. Yeah. Like, there, there's that idea, but that's the thing. Like, like you can use like a Sashir. Like, yeah, sure, she got that audition after she did after years of work <laughs> after and crap and garbage, yeah. and that we all do for yeah. whatever that thing whatever is. Whatever that for thing us. is, and, yes. and for some people, it's not that tangible. It's not yeah. like SNL. It's not right. you know whatever television show for you. It might be years of being a, a feature and then bumping up to headliner yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. Because like people like he's like, Godfrey, what's he up to? A person might not know, but Godfrey makes money. Right. That's <laughs> he the, makes I've, money at stand up. Yeah. He doesn't have to do anything else. I've slowly re- like to like to also like fighting against being like, you know, because I've always been a snob. I mean, like complaining, like especially when I was younger. I like complaining about music and comedy and like yeah. it's just well, fun. we're all curmudgeons. Yeah, I'm a fucking crank, <laughs> you know, but to slowly realize, especially in the past couple of years, that like just because I haven't heard of what someone's doing. Yeah, that means nothing. That means because nothing. I know shit about shit most of the yeah. time. And also, if they're doing something, I don't like it. Then like, well, it doesn't really matter. Nope. Because well, they're not harming anyone. That's the thing. Like, Who well, gives a that's fuck? the thing when people get so upset about other people's like artistic right. endeavors. Like you'd think that they were, you know, murdering their exactly. child, but they and they'll pull back of just like, no, nah, man, I'm just joking yeah. around. But I'm like, I don't buy that you are. I, I know me. And I'm getting a feeling that you've got a God, bit of curmudgeon like, in you too, thank, people. Thank God that yeah. these are the things you get really worked up about as opposed to like actual problems of like, <laughs> how right. am I going to eat? Right. You know? That's um, all I think about. So well, this, this, is, this is a nice segue into a question that we've been asking our guests recently. Oh. What's the worst thing about you that you would like to change? could be professionally it could be personally something you want to work on something you're not good at how much time do we have (laughs) (laughs) three minutes go (laughs) oh the first thing that comes to my i have ocd i wish i didn't have ocd Uh uh-huh uh that would change that for sure (laughs) right because i apparently can't change that um (laughs) but is that the worst i see you fidgeting in the chair Yeah, yeah but is that is that I mean, because OCD to me seems like something that is neither negative or positive in terms of, I mean, it clearly has a negative effect on, you know, day-to-day things, but um, I guess there are ways to to improve that. What am I talking well, about? Well, uh, because cool, not, not only is it uh, behavioral, yeah. it's, it affects your yeah. thoughts, yeah. you know, it affects how you feel about yourself, it affects how sure. you behave in your interactions in life so yeah it's a whole yeah <laughs> well you yeah, i can understand that's i've certainly yeah i feel like it's a past couple of years of noticing where i have like i don't think i, I have tendencies yeah I've certainly where sure. it's like it's like well too many times recently where i have to go back to my car to make sure that i locked it 
Yeah. Like, because I'm, like, stressing, like, way too much. Like, feel like I'm going to have, like, a panic attack. Yeah. If I don't go back. Because I'm like, if it's, it's the car's going to be gone and then the world's going to be over. Yeah. Right. Uh, and been feeling mm. that a bit as well. Yeah. So I can understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that I would change. Uh, worst thing about me, I, I just feel so lazy. I, I beat myself up. I want to stop beating myself up. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. I want to yeah. stop beating myself up. I think that's, up. that's a big Acro- one. Across the board. I, I, for that one, my, my remedy is stopping Facebook looking for me. Like, I'm trying to. Looking at. What, Facebook looking at. Just stopping Facebook. Just stopping doing Facebook at all. Like, Facebook, it's not, it doesn't help my life day to yeah. day. Like, looking at a cycle of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter <laughs> nonstop. I'm just finding new things to get angry about. Well, this goes into what we were talking about before because you've, you've, you've recognized that the anger is, can be irrational because it's not a race that you're part of. Yeah. But you're, but it's that, that knee jerk reaction of being constantly barraged with a list of accomplishments and, hey, look where I am. Yeah. Look what yes. I'm doing. Yeah. Look at these yes. cool people. And to your point, I think just stepping away, like it's, cause, you know, I, I think probably like most of us, we're in front of the fucking computer almost all day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So you got to, you so got to just turn it off and turn Netflix on. Yeah. Oh, I like ruin your life that I, way. I, I, no, no, I, 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 I turn. I have to have like I got I can't look at a screen. I'll t- I'll put a record on. Yeah. I'll do a crossword puzzle. I'll just sit and I'll try to you know. I was trying to meditate for a while. I got to get back into that. I'm um, terrible at it. Play I with can't, the dog. I can't meditate. Like yeah, and I, I would like meditate. to try. Like I don't think I I, fe- I have this like that feeling that I couldn't do it. Which is a terrible well, way that's, to yeah, think about it. Anxiety. Yeah. You got to try it. Oh, yeah. Well, anxiety is, uh, you know, is that's, if I could change something about me, that's, you know, like you said, Reese, like in the past year or so, anxiety through the roof, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. as you're getting older and, yeah, what have I accomplished? What am I going to be accomplishing? And the way that that manifests itself. It, yeah. And then with the female thing, it's like, not married, no kids. <laughs> Like, I actually had a line cook at my job today be like, how old are you? He's like, oh, you need to start having some babies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, You're not going to make me feel bad about right. myself, sir. Fuck you. I was like, no, I should not be having babies. Yeah. I didn't even do my taxes last year. <laughs> should not own a child. Uh, well, I mean. I support you in that. Yeah. Uh, so we've come kind of full circle here yeah and another question that we ask all of our guests yay what do you think of the word gig 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 <laughs> i've never thought of the word gig before but it's a funny word to say i like how my throat kind of gig <laughs> like how it does that um like that. i don't i don't have any thoughts of the word i like gigs i like gigs i like to get paid for gigs so i like the word gig it makes me feel like i'm doing something artistic Kudos it. to gigs. Stop it. It's, it's ending on a on a positive note. Exactly. Yay, well, I could do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel it. like like we've this is a good talk. Oh, we've yeah. gotten like yeah, we got some good stuff out of here. We're I think we bared some souls <laughs> in this one. Um, you know, if you're We if didn't you're, talk about my dad, that was oh, cool. Well, <laughs> every podcast was we'll, to bring up my we'll, father. We'll issue. have you back. We'll have you back. <laughs> yeah. Um we'll that's the a, worst gig yeah. ever. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, look, <laughs> do a strong hour on that issue. I don't know if you're heading uh, outside the perimeter anytime soon <laughs> or what. From Jeff and I, we just want you to get home safe. Yay, I will. Worst gig ever. 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 ever.